Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, episode 20-something. Wait, that sounds different. Who, who is this? Is this the same brought show? To, brought to you by Garrett and Jeremy. All you loyal listeners might uh, might recognize this different voice. Daniel Barks is no longer with us. Wait, Rest wait, in peace. Wait, I, know, I know sometimes, at some point, we might make a joke about how Daniel was doing something like, you know vacationing or something but i mean really this week daniel's putting in some work at kiwa island on vacation so we can hard work we we can look forward to next week to hear about who he vacationed with on on his vacation of the stars i'm sure it's gonna be some high flutin celebrity you know maybe rob rob manfred's down there because he's not doing a whole lot in his job right now and jane fonda i mean (laughs) Only time will tell. So, Daniel had to take a vacation from being a stay-at-home dad, so it's real stressful for him. Respect sure. to all you stay-at-home dads out there. <laughs> so this week it's just the two of us, Jeremy. What should we start with? Baseball? We have any baseball news? Yeah, I think the. I mean, really, the big news this week was this. The play, it seems like they might be on their way to a deal in the sixty game season for between the players. There's still, a f- you know, final negotiations to be done on this, but they really want to start by July first, which is about you know the time they would have to be starting the season if they really want to move forward with this. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Jeremy. I didn't hear anything you said. We have <laughs> we have breaking news from our partner daniel <laughs> in, in real time i'm i'm receiving a text that today he ate breakfast next to greg olson <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know how this guy pulls down these vacations but greg i'm sure you're gonna be listening to uh this episode so i hope you enjoy enjoyed your breakfast <laughs> Oh, Daniel. Uh, Thanks, for texting. Thanks for texting us that during the show, by the way. That was really... <laughs> His timing's impeccable. <laughs> but I, I uh, mean... So, so back to baseball. So last week, we we didn't think there was going to be a season. This week, um, I'm hopeful because I want baseball back. But it's... I still feel like there's, you know, a chance we won't get a season. I just... Yeah, it feels like there's been five, six, seven, eight times where people are reporting that baseball's back, a, a deal is imminent, and, and every time it's you know there's been ar- more arguments back and forth. So I agree. I, until I see the first pitch, I don't even care if players have reported on July first if they have their modified spring training, summer training. Until I see the first pitch of a regular season, I'm not going to believe it. Um, I mean, like July 1st is next week, so it's like you don't even have an agreement and you're saying that you're going to have players report by next week. I mean, to me, that seems kind of crazy to think that. 
Right. And, and I know the last – so the, the players have agreed to the 60-game season. They've agreed to the standard playoff, no expansion, uh, you know, a couple of these other things. But they're still discussing the health and safety protocols, which to me I, is probably going to be the biggest hurdle they have to overcome because that's been a lot of the players – be or really back and forth, I guess. That's where they kind of default to. When it's really been about money, they default to the, oh, it's about health and safety. Um, so I don't, I don't believe there's a whole lot of details out there of what that entails, what the safety protocols, what will be in place as far as testing or some sort of isolation or bubble from the real world. I, I don't know all those details. So I, I'm with you. I, I won't be surprised if the brakes are pumped here in the next day or two and we hear that the players are either going to file a grievance or there's just more there's just more arguments back and forth on what it's going to take for the season to happen. Yeah, because one of the big points on the previous deal was that the players wanted a larger share of the playoff revenue. So I'm not... I'm not sure if they've come to agreement on that or if they're just going to, you know, give that away. I, I would find that hard to believe since they've kind of held that as a sticking point last time that they would just kind of give that up. But, uh, I mean, we, we're hopeful. I mean, I feel better than I did last week where I thought there was a, a, a larger chance that there would be no season. I'm more 50-50 now, but I, uh, it's, right. they're talking ne- next week. So for me, you know, that you you better get to work on on getting this negotiated. You're right. Yeah, a week uh, a week from tomorrow they have to report, uh, and then again, I don't know what that means. You know, when all the players you ha- you gather all the players up. We've already heard of several teams shutting down spring training facilities, and they have players or front office that are testing positive for COVID. So I don't. I mean, what does that mean? I, I, what are the details? And when you get the players together, do you test everybody? If if one tests positive or a couple test positive, then do you quarantine the whole team for 14, 14 days? And then you start practice? Because uh, what's what's the start of the season, Aim for July 26th? Yeah, yeah. Twenty. So if you get there on the first – I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I hope they play too. I've got a strong bet that the season won't happen, but I'm okay if I lose that bet. I'd rather have baseball. Uh, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. And it, for me, if you would have asked me which one would I think would have resumed their season first, basketball or baseball, I mean, I would have put all my money on baseball because, you know, I mean, the season goes till October, but I mean, I'm fairly certain. I feel very comfortable that the NBA is going to have some sort of end of their year, which which to me is kind of crazy. I mean, there's no excuse for not having a deal done by now. Right. Yeah, I remember when all this started, uh, baseball was kind of looked at as the, the one sport that could keep going just because it was played outside. Um, and there's, I guess, more space to spread out and just – you said you're not packing everybody in a closed arena. Uh, so there was a lot of optimism. Like I said, it, as this started that, oh, of course baseball is going to come back. You know, this this won't drag on, but 
I don't know. It's it's been kind of shocking just to to hear the arguments back and forth on both sides. Um, I, I don't, Jeremy. I don't know if you heard interview Chipper did uh, on the local local news station or radio station uh, this week. I guess it was Monday. From his perspective, I guess a somewhat recent player, still I think plugged into the to the players more so than than the owners. From his view, he, he was looking at the collective bargaining. If they play this season, and they're going to have to negotiate the collective bargaining before the 2021 season. He was talking about if you play this season and you go through October, then you're really going to not, not start discussing the collective bargaining agreement until November, December. And he said, he, in his opinion, they wouldn't get anything worked out by spring training. So you're going to see a lockout for the 2021 season. So that was the first time he took the approach of, look, I'd rather lose this season, have the players and the owners start negotiating the collective bargaining for the 2021 season, and basically just start start all over next year, start fresh, and, and lose this 60 games, lose this short season, just so we're ready to go from day one next year. Um, which was the first time I'd heard that, and you know, to me, it makes sense. You know, if we're going to fight and bicker over just a few games, you know, five, ten games, one way or the other, a little bit of money, one way or the other, I can't imagine what this collective bargaining agreement argument is going to be for the twenty twenty one season. And I guess it just came across that the players' association has agreed to report to training camps on July 1st. So, I mean, that, that, that's good news because, you know, they're, that would mean they're, they're finally ready to come to the table, honestly, and get a deal get done. So, you know, that, right. that's even more optimism that they're, they've actually agreed to come to training camp on July 1st. It's great. I mean, I'm excited for something. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been glued to the TV for golf tournaments. I haven't dipped into the NASCAR or virtual racing, but I would uh, I would love for some sports to be on TV. It'll be interesting to see. I I was hearing uh, there's one article talking about bench players, or I think maybe there's going to be some expanded rosters. I, I don't know if that's still part of this deal, but bench players or other guys just not in the game are going to be have to sit in the stands out of the dugout just to allow some additional room and I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like for a game. I imagine after maybe the first week or so, it'll look a little more normal. People will relax, but if baseball comes back on TV, I'll be excited. So, Yeah, I have to make an embarrassing confession. <laughs> oh, gosh. All I, right. turned on, I turned on ESPN two days ago, and there was a cornhole tournament on. No, and I I didn't immediately I didn't immediately turn it off. <laughs> no. I felt dirty, and like I needed an intervention after that. But that's a true I story. Mean, that, that's what it came to on ESPN at yikes. this point. So good lord, we need so sports back. What is what was it? ESPN Ocho has now no, migrated no, no. to the main ESPN network. Correct. Yeah, that was ESPN. That that's normally garbage that would be on. Yeah, ESPN seventy eight, but they got nothing left. So 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is a godsend. So who won? Is it the dad squad versus? You know, I, I don't know. Oh, I kind of I kind of blacked out after a, a few throws. I was so ashamed and mortified that my life had come to this. That at one point, I remember seeing a. I guess professional, some sort of men's adult professional slow pitch softball league on TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel comfortable using professional in that. <laughs> okay, semi pro. We'll call it semi pro. I don't know what you call it, but I'd rather watch that than cornhole. I, I mean, really, I, mean, I would like to watch our one pitch softball tournaments. That that is what I'd like to see. That's true. The trash talk in those, 15, those 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I went to lunch today and the, on TV they had a replay of the the women's NCAA championship game basketball um, in which if I get this right I believe Notre Dame beat Mississippi State at the buzzer. And that was followed up by the 2017 Women's College World Series softball versus Oklahoma and Florida. That's that's the the classic ESPN afternoon schedule. I we just need something. I don't care. I don't care if baseball plays a 20 game season. I mean, at least those are real sports. The cornhole is really a low point and embarrassment for ESPN, in my that's, opinion. I don't even know how you tell your friends to watch. Like, hey, check me on TV. I'll be on ESPN. Oh, it's awesome. What are you doing? Throwing uh, the sacks. Throwing some bags in a hole. <laughs> so, Yikes. Um, okay, here's some more talks. The 60-game season, standard playoffs. If the Braves won the World Series, it, do you care? Would nope. you put an asterisk by it? Nope. I don't care either. <laughs> yeah. I could. World Series is a World Series. We have one championship in our lifetime. So, yeah, I'll have a t shirt that says World Champion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There's, again, I forget, uh, I forget who, uh, who the national guy was talking about this, but, you know, they're, they're talking about certain records. Maybe you can't take into account. If somebody say has a 400 batting average at the end of the season, or a pitcher who has a just a crazy low ERA over 60 games, you know, if someone has a 420 batting average, it, is that the record? Do you count that? Uh, and I agree with it. They were saying no, like no, you don't count that. And I agree with that. But if I if my team wins a World Series title. I'm counting it every day. I'm buying a shirt, I'm buying a hat, I'm going to the parade. I don't care. Because the, se- the season is too long anyway. I mean, honestly, 162 games is a grind. Like, I mean, I know we we both watch a majority of the games, and it's just, I mean, it's a lot. So, I mean, I'm really excited for this kind of condensed season with, with the DH. I mean, that kind of, you know. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something we didn't touch on. It's the the rumors are it'll be universal DH, uh, which will be exciting. I, you know, that might benefit the Braves. Um, you got someone like Austin Riley if you can stick him in as DH and you don't have to put him uh, out in the field defensively. You can put Camargo or 
Heck, even Azuno. If you can put him as a DH and put a better uh, defensive outfielder out there. Yeah, I think could the benefit Bra- the Braves. Yeah, the Braves are the kind of the perfect team to to have that because we had the Car- 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 Camargo Riley kind of debate at third before a lifetime ago in spring training, and kind of that will allow them both to get more playing time. So I think that's great. Right, and from the the pitching staff standpoint, we got a couple of veterans who maybe they can stay fresh and healthy enough for a young season, coupled with some younger pitchers, if they get a shot, you know, sometimes uh, just that young talent, they can come into the league and have some success for a couple months before the rest of the league figures out how they pitch and adjust accordingly. Uh, so maybe the Braves can kind of find that sweet spot to benefit from from old and young. So it'll be exciting. I hope it, it looks like it's a go. Hopefully – it continues that way, and next, uh, see next Wednesday, we uh, we got players reporting. So, yeah, and on, on the on the NBA front, I mean, that's kind of the other season that we're looking to starting fairly soon. Yeah, that's that's a harder sell for me if I was a player with with kind of the the new round of outbreaks coming. I mean, in baseball, you've you know, you you can maintain distance pretty well between the, you know, between your, where you field when you hit. I mean, there's not a ton, there's not a ton of times to where you're within six feet of another person. But basketball, that's your whole. I mean, the whole game, you're right on on top of each other. So, right. I'm surprised the the NBA players haven't been more kind of vocal about the danger they're they're going to be in possibly. Right. And I know there's a date, uh, I'm trying to find it now, I can't remember the date, but pretty soon the NBA players have to either say, yes, I'm going to Orlando, or or no, I'm opting out. I mean, there's already been a couple couple players, no real big names. I know Trevor Ariza opted out. Uh, a couple others um, have opted out for various reasons that said that, no, I'm, just, I'm not going to Orlando. I've for whatever reason. I think a reason was to, to be able to see his kids. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a tougher sell. You have to go isolate yourself. I know a lot of the teams after the first couple of weeks will be eliminated and, you know, those guys will be back home. So it's not as long of a commitment. Um, but yeah, you're going to be up close and personal to, you know, over half the league, you know, for, for a couple months. So that'll be interesting. I, I don't know. That NBA, a little bit like baseball, seemed like it was 100% about two weeks ago, a full go. But now it they're kind of struggling and straggling to to uh, finalize the deal. I mean, that's going to affect next year too. I mean, you're, you're not going to have this season done until what? September or October, I would guess. Right. So that would mean, I guess you're, you might have to push the start of next year until the beginning, you know, January or February, which is kind of crazy. So, right. So you're going to, I mean, they're going to be dealing with the kind of effects of this for a long time. 
Yeah, and it's interesting, and that and that was the other thing with Chipper's comments. It kind of is something I hadn't. I guess I thought a little bit about, but never really took a consideration of how much we want sports to happen. But I, I agree with some of those comments. Of is it worth it to have a mini season, mini playoff, to then affect next year, or is it better to just kind of throw in the towel and be ready to go and healthy and you know, eyes dotted and T's crossed to go, you know, day one next season. And I think that's that's kind of how I lean. Yeah, and and then you've got to think about football as well. I mean, it's crazy to me the last week how many, you know, big-time college football programs have came out and said, you know, hey, we've got a breakout of COVID in our locker room. And they've kind of had to shut down for a couple of weeks or whatever, so – I mean, that's that's a whole nother kind of as a holder of DraftKings stock, I'm really becoming starting to become worried about <laughs> mess football. with your livelihood here in pro football, it's not yeah. just your entertainment. Correct. This is it's getting real. Yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting across all of the the sports. Um, you know, f- football. It seems like it could be the the hardest hit if they can. Because I know college and NFL trying to get the full season. If you have someone test positive or multiple guys test positive or, you know, a positive test that affects a couple other guys that they came in contact with, if they have to go into a 14-day quarantine or COVID protocol, it's really just going to be about the team who can stay the healthiest. I get, you know, kind of a luck of the draw of, oh, man, we lost our starting quarterback. And starting receiver, you know, going into two of our biggest games of the year. It's just kind of a, you know, bad luck when the other team was healthy or it was only a couple backups that were sick. Because it's, he said, people are going to get it. It's just who's going to get it? When are they going to get it? And can you overcome? So, yeah, what I, what I, the only request I have for the NFL is if it starts. I want like the virtual fans like in Madden just like have the screen and the <laughs> sitting in the fans. You just see the random fans like waving their hands and <laughs> pump in the sound noise. I mean that 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 would be awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised the uh the NFL isn't capitalizing on you know, having fans to be able to pay to have their own <laughs> personalized cutouts and pictures into the stands. Like, we will put I- your picture on this <laughs> Yeah, I don't Virtual know why they're not capitalizing on this. This this maybe could be a market we could tap into. And for Zoom. I mean, that's like a opportunity for Zoom as well. Like, yeah. You, you can sell ad space. You can get uh, you know Zoom call into the big screen. I don't know. Yeah. Timeout. TV timeout. I think we have something there, Garrett. We need to take oh, yeah. That. We definitely got a market. And now we can split it 50-50. We don't have to clue in Daniel on this. So suck it, Daniel. Although he's getting to you with Greg Olson, so maybe he is the biggest winner. That's true. There's really no topping Greg Olson. Uh, so while we're on the NFL talk here, I saw the headline on ESPN. If I can get back to it. They're asking the question between Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins, who's the better bet to lead in receiving? And... I'll let you think about it. I'll uh, 
I'll kind of start off with my thoughts. Prior to looking at Hopkins' career, which to this point has been with Houston, now he's with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, obviously. Even though he's he's got Kyler Murray only year two, knowing the type of offense that they run, and he's basically – they got Larry Fitzgerald, but DeAndre is going to be pretty much sliding to that number one role. I was going to say DeAndre Hopkins just because – of the Cardinals and Kingsbury being so offensive-minded and pass-heavy and the Falcons uh, just oh, not. Oh, do not, do not, not say run-heavy. No, I'm not going to say run-heavy. I think it's just, like we've talked about before, they don't, they don't, very rarely do they force the ball to Julio. You know, and now with Calvin Ridley at, in year three and we've got um, Hayden Hurst, who's supposed to be a better, or not a better receiving threat than what we had a tight end, just a different kind of receiving threat. I was going to go Hopkins. Um, but now as I look at their careers, it's not even close in receiving yards between Hopkins and Julio. I, I mean, even if you go to, what was it, 2016? Hopkins it was year four in the league, so he should be pretty established. Julio was hurt and only played 14 games. But he still had 500 more receiving yards than Hopkins. Yeah. So I, I I don't know how you don't go with Julio with this, this call. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the argument would be the initial argument that you made about, you know, the offense and they don't, you know, Fitzgerald's kind of the end of his line. But, and also the, I think what Julio has going for him though is uh, we we don't have Luke Stocker anymore, so we can't <laughs> we can't force the ball to Luke Stocker anymore, right? But I mean, yeah, like you said, well, first with Hopkins, you've kind of got the injury concerns that's always that always seem to kind of plague him. I mean, Julio always has some sort of injury, but he, I mean, he's out there every game. So, so it's it's not near as bad. And with Hopkins, you're dealing with knee injuries, which with Julio, it's just always generally his feet give him issues. Yeah, ain't cool. Yeah, he's looking at Hopkins. So his third year in the league, he had fifteen hundred twenty-one yards, and that was in fifteen. And then this past three seasons, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, he went almost fourteen hundred. He had his best year in 18 at 1572. And then last year he had a, almost 1200. I mean, and did you, you look at Julio, like he, since 2014, he's, he has not had a season less than 1400 yards. Yep. And, and Hopkins has only gone over third. He only hit 1500 twice. You know, he, it just doesn't even come close. Even in the seasons where, like you said, Julio gets a little hurt, banged up, misses some games, maybe isn't as productive as we want him to be. It's just not even close. And, I mean, once – did you consider the Luke Stocker effect? I didn't – I did not calculate that in. Um, that probably adds at least 300 additional yards to Julio. At least. 
So, I, I mean, I, I'm seeing him going maybe over 2,000 when you f- factor in Luke Stocker. Yep. Um, you start to replace that with Hayden Hurst. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think the Cardinals could be exciting. Like I said, they're, just their offensive scheme gives Hopkins that opportunity, I guess, or that, that chance, but I just don't. Do they still have Kenyon Drake? No, I'm not sure. I don't believe so. Dave, David Johnson, is he still there? I'm, they, not, I'm not big no, on No, they traded David Johnson. They do have Kenyon Drake. Okay. Because, I mean, uh, Drake is a good receiving back as well. So that, I mean, that. Yeah. I was thinking the Cardinals picked up another uh, another running back, but we're not an Arizona show, so I don't know. And I don't yeah, care. we're not. Um, but you know, like I said that the Calvin Ridley and I think Todd Gurley's probably a better receiving back than Freeman has been the past couple of years, or potentially. Low bar. Uh, uh oh yeah, absolutely. Um. <laughs> uh, so you're a better receiving they, back than that's like. true. I, I, I'd have great hands. Um, so they, and with Hayden Hurst, like I said, uh, he's got a different kind of tight end. I don't, I don't know if he will have more receiving yards than what we've, what we've traditionally got out of the tight, tight end position. It, it'd probably about the same. Uh, so, I don't really know if Curly or Ridley take away from Julio. They may give him more opportunities. Let me see. I, I don't know. But yeah, I think Julio, I, he's he's been pretty consistent. So I, I give him an edge over Hopkins or really almost anybody in this league. Yeah, it's probably about equal when you think about, you know, losing Hooper. And, I mean, Ryan had a lot of trust in Hooper, and Hurst isn't going to get that immediately. So I think Ryan will default to looking towards Julio more. Which would be good for the Falcons because you know often he, he yeah and, and Julio it's not, it's never really the yards that no I guess frustrate us it's just the touchdown so he he gets plenty of yards he just can't can't get in the end zone as often as we would prefer but well no it's also some of the play calling to him in the red zone I mean seems like the only play they want to run for him is that fade to the corner where he's right. generally best at just like backside fade. Yeah. I mean, he's best at like cuts towards the middle where he can just kind of lower his head and, you know, get in the end zone. Yeah. And kind of post up his guy, put him on his, on his back shoulder and just out main him for the ball. So hopefully. Yeah. He- and I, and I, f- I feel like Cutter listens to the media a lot because you'll, you know, we'll go a few weeks with Julio not having a touchdown or them not not targeting him in the red zone. And then you'll we'll have a week I feel like plays first, second, and third down inside the five yard are all trying to force it to Julio. Oh, like, well, that's, that's not the answer either. <laughs> it's a little bit off point. But you remember you remember that game where Roddy somebody was complaining about Roddy getting the ball or whatever? And they came out and they probably threw to him like seventy times in one game. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah, you could tell they were li- listening to the like the complaints. And it's like, okay, yeah. this is getting outrageous. I, like, I feel like there's a game with Julio like that this season where they came out and they threw to him like the first ten plays of the game. <laughs> Something. 
<laughs> it just kept throwing it. And I think he, you know, I think they completed eight or nine of them, but it was just basically force it to Julio. Yeah. Every play. But still, I don't, I don't think it were, there was a touchdown, you know, part of that. So. Yeah, Ronnie's, I think it, it might have been after a game where he, like, lost the stretch of, like, how many, however many games with a complete with a completion or whatever right like that 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 next game it was like i mean it it was outrageous i was like this this needs to stop like somebody's gonna go in the field and take his play card away because he's he's gonna get right away hurt killed it's ridiculous let's see as far as sports you got anything else should we we got any other things to bash daniel about i don't know the the floor is yours i think we'd I think we did a pretty good job this episode of Roasting Daniel. Yeah, I think we held it together. Let's see. I, I did need an extra for softball on Thursday. I reached out to Daniel, and apparently he got shut down because he, he doesn't get back from vacation until Thursday afternoon. Hmm. So that means Thursday evening he's not allowed to leave the house. Maybe we could have him ask Greg Olson if he's available. Yeah, we could use Greg. He's probably a lot better power bat. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll try that. Uh, that's that's all for me. I think we covered any stock tips or any any wrestling news. Uh, no, well, I'm good today. No, I think we're yeah, good. Yeah, the, I think we had lo- losing the WWE subscription really kind of ended my uh, wrestling interest. So. Ever since then, it's been downhill. Been downhill, sure, sure. I'm getting an update on some breaking news from Atlanta United, uh, but I know we're up against the clock, so I'll review it and then we'll fill you in next week. Thanks Look forward for to it. Thanks. As the guy who does the final edits, I'd like to apologize for what you just heard. Don't worry, I'm back next week. Thank you as always for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at ATL Sports Podcast. Have a great week, Atlanta.